On this episode, we're going to be speaking with the founder of a diamond company. They're a lab-grown diamond company that make jewelry just as great as normal diamond jewelry. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kanae, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Hi guys, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Um, this episode is very interesting. Um, the reason I say so is just down to the fact that this is like a super empathetic brand. Um, I've always said that business is all about empathy. In fact, living is about empathy. Um, once you start to figure out how fellow humans um, think and where they're coming from. You can take how you live to another level. You can, um, especially if you act on it, you know, if you act on it um, sincerely, you can take human interactions, you can take progress to another level. And that's what this episode is all about. It is, um, there are pretty, pretty much, um, I'm a, uh, they're a diamond company, but they're a manufactured, you know, um, diamond company. Um, they're called Clean Origin. Um, I got to speak with the founder, and um, what they've been able to do is they've been able to lab grow um, their their diamonds basically, and um, make the diamonds look exactly like diamonds. Get them GIA, um, you know, no IGI certified, which is the International Gemological Institute. And um, they're just as good as diamonds. The only thing is that they're now an affordable luxury. There are only a handful of companies that do this now on the internet. And I think it's 
um, is disruptive potentially. And um, their use case basically is the fact that um, we're doing a lot of damage to the planet, which is planet empathy. It's hugely sustainable um, in the sense that, you know, um, lands are, you know, drilled into mountains, are drilled into holes, uh, 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 you know, are made in, on, on earth, you know, in, in mountains and in, in geology um, to get and extract diamonds. And, and what these guys, you know, are doing is like that there's a better way. And the founder comes from, I think, two or three generations of, um, you know, diamond makers, of, of jewelers anyway, his family. But um, he, he's, he's decided there's going to be a better way. And they've extended that empathy to customers, the way they relate to their customers and um, generally the way they, um, they, they, they operate, you know, their operations, their relationship, their, their, um, their, their customer support. Um, it, it is so if you're, you know, just I love the ideas, you know, with the conversation, he's, um, he's a non-techie guy, elderly. Um, but he, he knows his stuff, you know, the fundamentals of business. Um, it, it's a great, great episode. And before you jump in to listen to it, um, you have to head over to the Facebook group. I live interviewed um, him on the Facebook group. If you want to get there, um, it's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly forward slash e-commerce FB. It's bit.ly forward slash e-commerce FB, that would redirect you to the e-commerce growth accelerator group on Facebook, or just type out e-commerce growth accelerator. So growth accelerator is a single word, um, and it, w- it will take you to the group. Join um, and get connected with other listeners in this podcast, get connected with other store owners, get connected with other media buyers, get connected t- with other you know people involved in e-commerce. I ask a few questions to certain if you're right for the group we don't accept everybody into the group so um yeah without um further ado listen in drum roll enjoy the show hi there hi there people um for those tuning in um this is a live interview which will be aired on the 2x e-commerce podcast and um on today's episode um i will be interviewing alexander Whiteling, who's the founder and CEO of a very interesting direct-to-consumer brand. Um, it's called Clean Origin. And what they do, essentially, I'm not going to say too much, is they pretty much sell, they, they, they culture, they, 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 they pretty much sell lab-grown diamond jewelry. Um, and they come from a very unique position in the sense that um, the founders, Alexander, who's one of them, um, have... Um, deep expertise and generational, you know, um, experience in, in diamonds, um, in, in the traditional industry. So essentially Alexander is disrupting himself, you know, so his family business, you know, um, by, um, essentially trying to build out a sustainable, um, you know, um, you know, jewelry company and, and they're doing pretty well. They're an eight figure business already, and in, in less than two years, um, and um, you know, um, you know, it just it, it's it just is a very interesting proposition. Um, I, I think, um, and also, it's a very environmentally conscious brand. You know, um, not only delivering value, you know, making people happy, you know, by you know, by the juries they 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 sell. 
but but also you know the the, the planet you know um so so without further ado i'd like to welcome alexander to the to to the um to the show welcome thank you so much for having me fantastic um so i probably haven't done you sufficient justice um could you you know um introduce yourself you know particularly to your background and how um, you know, you you came to 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 to, to found Clean Origin um, in a minute or or less. Thank you. Sure. So I I actually um, am a uh, diamantaire by birth, not by choice. Both my father and my grandfather were uh, in the mine diamond business. They were large clients of De Beers. That's how the family earned its living. Uh, not something I ever intended to do. Um, kind of got pulled into it, did it for a number of years, was uh, very happy to be out of it. And in, in that time, I, I handled um, really probably billions of dollars of diamonds, rough and polished, rough being the uncut, spent a lot of time at De Beers. And I'd say I was never really comfortable with it. And um, a few years ago, uh, people within the industry came to me and said, you know, Alex, we can now um, make real diamonds, indistinguishable from mine diamonds in a laboratory. Um, I think the most beautiful diamonds in the world because their provenance is beautiful. We're not digging huge open pit mines. We're not vacuuming the sea floor for diamonds. We're doing it above ground quietly. And, and uh, we really want you to get involved. And I said, guys, I am done. It's like, I'm doing other things with my life. I'm not interested. But then as I started to research, I realized what a, what a gift this was. We could now truly move the diamond industry forward. Um, in my view, this is the first green product ever that I'm aware of that's less expensive than the legacy product. We all know a Tesla costs more than a Ford, but, and an organic apple costs more than a non-organic, but a lab-grown diamond is actually less expensive than a mine diamond, and no one can see the difference. Only a machine can tell the difference between the two. So I looked at this and I said, you know, this is something that I need to do. And this is something that the world needs to know about. And people need a choice. And now they have a choice. Um, it's always been kind of strange that the symbol of love between a man and a woman or a same-sex couple involves so much unloveliness in a mind diamond. And we found a way to remedy that. So um, I got involved and I just threw up this website to see if I was the only one who thought this way. And lo and behold, um, I'm not. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic, you know, proposition. Um, and, um, you know, we we're just talking about the, the environmental impact. I didn't even you know, realize how, you know, damaging you know, mining, diamond mining was. I thought it was, you know, um, there were very few places in the world um, and, you know, um, because there were very few places in the world, you know, um, it was the, you know, parts of earth was not, not destroyed as, um, as much as you described it. And, you know, you, you talked about vortex in, in certain areas in Siberia, just off the back of, um, you know, diamond mining and, um, yeah, that, that has to stop really. So when you move to market, you know, um, what demographic of shoppers, of customers, did you find most passionate about um, more or less this cause, you know, you're, you're, you're offering in the market? That's a really good question. There are really several kinds. I'd say the first uh, to the early adopters looked at this and said, wow, I can buy a diamond because I wasn't going to buy one. I didn't want any part of what diamonds mean and what they used to mean. Um, you know, it was an imperialistic effort to uh, really initially, you know, take the natural resources from the African continent at the expense of the natives there. That's been remedied. 
I do want to be clear. I think that the mining companies have cleaned up their act in terms of the human condition as much as they can. Um, but I think a lot of people are still not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with the environmental aspects of digging huge holes in the earth. I'm not comfortable with that small percentage of diamonds that are commingled, that are fueling um, ugliness, evil warlords, Zimbabwe being the, the biggest villain in that. Um, so those were the first, but it was so interesting. What came next were a lot of young servicemen in our armed forces who'd always wanted to buy that one carrot and knew they'd never be able to afford it. Mm. And they finally buy a full one carat for that person that meant so much for them. And it's beautiful. It's not, you know, you can buy a, a one carat for $4,000 in a case or a Zale store, but you know, you better not look too closely at it because um, you know, it's, it's a very imperfect stone. We can yeah. give a beautiful, beautiful stone to a young couple starting their lives and not make them ring poor. I'm so concerned that couples not start their life ring poor. Marriage is tough. Yeah. You know, you can never have too much money when you're trying to figure out how to, how to live with someone for the rest of your life. So, um, so the servicemen came in big and the environmentalists and actually a lot of the technology people, the, the, the Bay Area, we've had a number of Apple employees as early adopters. We had a NASA engineer. So um, it's really, and we had one great couple, a, an elderly couple. He was 83. I think she was 79. And uh, they wanted to get married. They were in the same assisted living together. They were, they, they were adorable and they cared, right? I mean, they're looking at really, you know, the twilight of their lives and the planet they leave behind. It was very important to them. So I would honestly tell you, anyone who understands, anyone who Many people don't even know about this. No, but you, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at um, search volume in the United States for lab-grown diamonds, which you happen to be number one on Google, by the way. And the 8,100, you know, um, searches per month, you know, um, for, for it. And um, obviously it helps <laughs> you're number one. But it's, it is fascinating that, um, you know, um, I, I, I don't know how old the industry is. But um, it, it just looks like it's it's growing, and there's 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 a lot of awareness going on. Um, which brings me to my my next question, which is, um, what is the process? Um, is it a, a patented process um, to your company? I could see some, you know, there there are a few other brands, you know, um, in this space. Um, is the technology open? Um, and um, how long does it take to to actually grow? you know, a diamond, it'd be interesting to get into the technicals um, um, of the process. I want to speak to that, but I first got to throw a cheer out to, to the folks on my team and why Clean Origin is the number one or, organic that comes yeah. up. Our customer service is, is where we start. So um, we have a hundred day, no questions asked return policy. We'll pay the shipping back. We want to take the stress out of this purchase for people. So, you know, we're not just number one because Google is nice. I don't think they're very nice. We're number one because we take care of people, because we're an empathetic company, because we, when someone comes into our site and gets on the chat and says they want to buy a ring and we at first question is, well, what do you want to spend? If they say 5,000, we show them something for 4,000. So that is a well-earned, and that's not me. That's the people on this team. That's the culture of this company. This is what we're all about, empathy. And if you look at the customer service re reviews, I think you'll see that, you know, we have just beautiful people working for us. With uh, this. Uh, I, I have to second you, Alexander. Empathy is everything. And um, I've 
I think I've, I've published an episode on here, you know, um, talking about your entire funnel, you know, as a business and um, reasons why you need to apply and how to apply empathy all through. I love the fact that in your live chat, you know, you're already being empathetic to to one um, people. So, so right at the top of your funnel, you know, there's that empathy and, you know, going down to your return policy, you know, there's, there's the empathy again, the hundred day, you no know, return where you pay shipping. That is so important because if you look at successes like Amazon, um, that is, that's one of the core tenants of, of Amazon's, you know, growth. And the reason why, you know, people, you know, um, you know, shop on Amazon. Um, just two weeks ago, my wife um, purchased a, um, a car seat from, um, from, a, from a retailer, a local retailer here in the UK. Um, she just went to a random website, you know, purchased it. Um, I had to install it and I told her, look, um, I don't really feel safe. I, I don't feel our child will be safe in this car seat. Let's return it. We call the, um, the retailers up and they're like, um, well, we have to, are all the tags on there? I said, yeah, sure they are. I said, because if, if it's not in a sellable condition, they're not going to, you know, refund us. And guess what? We had to pay for shipping of the car seat, a 10, uh, six kilo car seat, you know, back to them. Um, that is not empathy because if we if we went through the same process in Amazon, guess what? You know they would have paid for shipping to Amazon, you know, and they would have apologized, you know, and you know ensured that you know um, we we're happy with the return process, so we purchase another from Amazon if that makes sense. So we'll never ever you know go to that site again. So it's it's hugely important. But just circling back to my initial question what yeah. is the process of um of, so there, yeah so there are the the diamonds that we sell the center stones are primarily uh crafted through the chemical vapor deposition method now remember i'm not a scientist here so uh so i'm gonna have to you know you're gonna have to give me a little license and don't ask me too many questions uh because i'm really at the perimeter of my knowledge so you basically take a little slice of a diamond a little seed a little a little wafer and you put it in a plasma chamber and you heat it to the temperature of the sun oh the surface of the sun not not the core as though i know the difference uh let's just call it bloody hot right and uh, and if you've got the chamber sterile enough you really are recreating simulating and accelerating the conditions in nature by which a diamond is formed. Does it grow? Does it grow from, from that initial chip or piece? It basically lays on top. Yes. It grows on top of that piece, becomes fused with it. Um, I had to go up to the Dean of the engineering school at my university. I was a history major a hundred years ago. So, and um, Larry was great. He's, he's, um, he's the Dean of the engineering school at Brown university at Rhode Island. He's an environmentalist by, Heart. He's 60 now, but he built his first electric car when he was 16 mm-hmm. himself. It went 60 miles an hour for 40 miles. And I'm talking 1975. So mm-hmm. he's you know, good he range. Like, yeah, <laughs> imagine he's all over this. He's like, Alex, it's beautiful. I'm so glad I said, yeah, but Larry, is it real? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is um, material science. And then I think I understood one out of every three words that he said. That's how I got involved okay. in it. So that's the primary way. Now, we are the only diamond site that I'm aware of where the small diamonds on the side are also lab grown. Okay. I will not handle a mine diamond. You'll never see a mine diamond on clean origin, small stone, big stone, anything. It's just not who I am. It's not who I want to be. Um, but those small stones are crafted through a different process called HPHT, which stands for high pressure, high temperature. 
And, and those are mostly the very small ones. You really can't get very large ones there. I've seen a few. Um, so we have the two processes which are offered for sale on our site. Um, okay. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Okay. Okay. Um, so let, let's talk about um, the do, do you guys have a patent in it? And does your company have a patent or what does competition look like uh, at, the, at the moment? Um, that's, that's an interesting question. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people growing around the world. Um, not a lot, actually, there's only five or that I know of, and I'm very happy to work with each of them. Um, so, um, they all claim they've got the secret sauce. They all claim they're the best. And this is the decision I took when I entered this space I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm an empathetic human being who knows that the diamond experience completely lacks empathy from beginning to end. We're not being empathetic to the planet. We're not being empathetic to the miners. We're not being empathetic to the 26-year-old person who walks into a jewelry store nervous, frightened, uh, concerned he's going to get ripped off, concerned um, she's not going to like it, concerned her mother's going to think it's not big enough. Concerned her sister's going to think it's ugly and concerned her best friend's going to say, oh, it's nice. So I have empathy for that young man. I have empathy for the planet. And um, so that's why we, we navigated to focus really on, on that diamond engagement ring customer who's out there nervous and just wants to get it right. The most he may have ever spent, the person of his dreams is $80 for dinner, and now he's got to go spend thousands and he doesn't want to make a mistake. He wants to get it right. And so um, that's where we start. And that's what we focus on more than all of the technologies. There are people who are better at that than I am. I'm not a scientist. Okay. So I'm more of a okay. human. Okay. Let's um, go forward to your, let's go back to your, um, your first year. You, you found it in September of um, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Um what what um, what did your team look like, and um, how did you guys you know um, you know accelerate growth? How did you go to market? What was your your go to market strategy? Um, That's a great question. There was no team. Uh, we put together the Clean Origin website pretty much as you see it. I had a friend who had some developers in Eastern Europe put it together for me very quickly. It's on a Magento community platform. Okay. And I said, look, let's just put this up there. I've got a lot of friends in the space. We'll, uh, we'll put up the diamonds. We'll, I know just a master jeweler who's also a masterful, wonderful human being. He'll make the jewelry. Let's just put it up there and just understand. Let's learn. Well, we, we, we started uh, the company in May of 17. We got that website up in late August. And it just exploded. It just took off. And we were kind of doing this on the side, everyone. We didn't have our first full-time employee until June of last year. Amazing. And then, and then it was time to say to people, guys, this is real. You know, there's huge, huge demand. And we got to, you know, who's in and who's out? And everyone wanted in. Everyone. So it was really one of those organic builds. But when you say organic, um, what, what did you put in place to, 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 to go to market? Good people, number one, who know how to work together and have empathy for the customer. But you've got, um, we have a chief marketing officer who um, has done many millennial brands, um, including uh, Alex and Annie, Outdoor Voices, 
greats. I think these are American brands. So I apologize to the listeners offshore who are saying, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, and, um, and people who understand, because look, I'm, I'm over 50 and, and, and I bring the diamond expertise and I bring the business experience, but um, you know, I don't really outside of my empathy for um, the 28 year old kid, I don't know how to talk to him. You know, I'm still listening to Bob Dylan and he's listening to Kendrick. <laughs> He's listening to Kendrick. He's listening to Travis, you know, he's listening to Drake. So I don't like Drake. So, uh, you know, how can I, how can I talk to someone whose music I don't get? So that's Ryan's job. His job is to talk to them with and express the feelings that we all share. And so he's been really wonderful at being able to communicate that. And then all of our customer service people are trained Right. We have over 100 years of diamond experience on the phone every day with customers. And they're also they're not motivated. They're not told. I mean, those poor guys standing behind the counter in a Kayser or Samuel store have a low base and they get paid a commission on what they sell. Our people are well paid, well treated, empathy once again. And their directive is I want happy people. I want happy customers. I want people who feel well treated and like they came to the right place. I, I guess what, what I'm trying to get to is um, I'm looking at your metrics on, on a tool called similar web. And um, I can clearly see um, the fact that you're 95,000 on the metrics, you know, in the United States, it's, it's quite a high score. And um, in the, you know, jury category, you're like, you know, 1,300, you know, your engagement is crazy. I mean, um, it's six point, you know, five, eight pages per visit. And um, your bounce rate is like, you know, according to if this tool is right, you know, about um, 30%. Now you're obviously doing stuff, right? It looks like search, you know, um, search seems to be the, you know, number one referral, you know, to, to your brand. Um, what, what I want to try and, you know, get to is what did your market, what did your marketing look like in the first six months of, of launch? You know, how, because you're, you're now, you know, you're, you're now, um, you know, doing quite well as, as a brand, you're, you're, you know, you've got, you have product market fits, you know, you know who your customers are and they're coming in. What did you do initially to get to where you are today um, in, from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very good question. We did nothing right. There were no meta tags on that site at first. The uh, Google search budget was under $10,000 until June of last year. Wow. Um, but since then, yes, we have ramped up spending on Google. AdWords, that is. Oh, yeah. AdWords, unfortunately, is still the way that one must go. Uh, Facebook has been an important aspect, but, you know, uh, a fraction uh, of the Google spend. And I think um, just um, in terms of an SEO, just talking to – there's a lot of interest in the space. And at, I don't mean to sound hubristic, but I have a lot of knowledge. I got a lot of years. I don't have a lot of hair. And, you know, and I tell it like it is. And that's been of appeal. So, you know, Forbes called us, Yahoo Finance called us, you called us. And those things all raise the yeah. awareness so you've got PR to back in up the, the, the business. Yeah. Yeah. We've got great people. And, um, you know, we have a great um, e-commerce director. It's important. Everyone's got to be passionate about the product. Yeah. Uh, but we're also, again, about empathy. He wants to live in Boulder, Colorado. And my answer was, I do too. Stay there. And he's like, really? I can. I said, look, man, as long as you're happy, you're going to perform better. And, and I'll be there during ski season to visit with you anyway. 
but he's a great young man, and he has really driven this um, along with his team, Haley and others. We've got yeah. I just keep coming back to it. Get good people, treat them with empathy. Amazing, amazing, very, very interesting. Okay, and then um, a final question before I let you go um, is. You know, um, I remember when I was, um, you know, buying, um, you know, when I was getting married, when, when I was in, about to buy, um, you know, an engagement ring for my uh, my wife, there's a lot of education. I actually even set up an affiliate site, you know, at the time because I was, you know, doing SEO and actually sold diamonds through there, you know, rings. Just I was affiliate. I was an affiliate for many other, you know, right. um, you know, diamond sites just off the back of all the research I'd done. And there were things like um, certification, shape, carrot clarity color cut to all these apply you know to to clean to 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 um lab grown diamonds absolutely we use the exact same laboratory that certifies mine diamonds it's the igi it's actually the largest laboratory in the world and um what does igi stand for the international gemological institute they've got offices in new york antwerp Mumbai, uh, Hong Kong, they're the global um, institute that grades diamonds. And they will tell you what the clarity, cut, carrot, weight, and color are. Not me. I don't, I don't know. We don't self-certify. That's dishonest, I think. And, and I don't want that. And so every stone is certified. They're also cut by the same cutters as cut mined diamonds, though our makes tend to be a lot better because we're more careful. I only want the very best makes, the very best cut diamonds on our site. Mm. A few have asked, Alex, why don't you use the GIA? Well, the GIA uh, <clears throat> refuses to give an exact grade for lab-grown diamonds. I think they're part of the entrenched mining interests, and you know they don't really want to see this happen. And so uh, we hope to use them one day, too. But I can't say to someone, your stone is either one of these three colors. I mean, how can I do that? That's not honest. So we use the IGI, and they've been excellent, and they back up everything that they say. We've never had an issue. And I, I've, before you I, cut the diamond, do you, do you give them the piece or um, do they certify the, the actual cut diamond? Well, no, they certify the cut diamond, but they have the machines that can make clear that it is a lab grown. Okay. And we're very careful. We laser micro inscribe on the girdle, which is like the side of every diamond, the letters LG and the actual unique certificate number of that stone. Okay. So that you never wonder, did they send me the same stone as, as I saw on the site? You have the number. You have a printed mm-hmm. certificate. Serial number. Yeah, stone ID. Okay. Yeah, and the stone ID is laser inscribed on the side of the stone. And if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't know. And I wouldn't know. I can't look at a diamond, and I don't know anyone in the world who can look at a diamond and say, oh, this one's mine, this one is lab grown. Okay. So, so I'm on your site now, and I'm looking at a round lab creator diamond um, it says um, there's an F color. The clarity is VS1, and it's a 1.01 carat ideal cut grade. Um, if I was to buy, the, it's it's going for three thousand two hundred and sixty three dollars. By the way, if I was to buy this um, from you know um, from the traditional source, what 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 kind of let, let, obviously we know that environmental impact, but what kind of cost savings? How much would it cost if it was um, a mined diamond? So you said it's a it's an F. It's what an F, that? right? Yes, one clarity, VS point zero one carat, an ideal cut grade, three thousand two hundred dollars. So um, I'm sitting here and I'm on the Blue Nile site. I won't even talk about what you'd pay in a store because 
That's that's frightening. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, um, right? Yeah, but Blue Nile, uh, who's the largest purveyor of mine diamonds online, has an FBS one one hundred one. The least expensive one they have is six thousand one hundred and seventy-one dollars. Okay. That's so that's ridiculous. Um, you know, um, there's a ridiculous value proposition here. You're you're sick. This this to me is like sounds like the beginning. This is just the beginning for for your company in terms of the opportunity. You know, online because this is more than affordable luxury, in the sense that you know there's the that they're two they're two stones you're hitting here. Yep. I feel stability you know, and, um, and, and, and you're, you're crashing prices essentially. Well, we're offering value. We're making yeah, this value down. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, I mean, your generation doesn't have the money that mine had. We really screwed it up. I'm sorry. I mean, my, my dad fought a world war and left me a, a world of prosperity and peace and, and hope. And I'm not feeling very proud of, of, of what us baby boomers have done. You know, we, we used up all the natural resources and we screwed the hell out of the planet and we left you a mountain of debt and some world leaders that I'm not proud of. So my apologies. Maybe this is the least I can do. Accepted. <laughs> you know, I don't feel good about it. You know, it's interesting. I don't want to paint lab-grown diamonds as perfect. I have a saying, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Um, in my part of the world, we hunted whales at one time. And we hunted these beautiful, intelligent mammals to near the point of extinction because we needed their body oil to light our lamps at night. It was the only way. And to oil our machinery in the early stages of the um, Industrial Revolution. And then lo and behold, Thomas Edison invents the incandescent light bulb. And Pennzoil discovers fossil fuel in Pennsylvania. And the slaughter stops. Uh, but not without a lot of fight. Um, it's interesting. New Bedford, Massachusetts which was the center of the whaling industry had the highest GDP per capita in the world at one time. And all those honest men who were out there, you know, risking their lives to make an honest living, uh, you know, harpooning and killing and slaughtering and melting whales. uh, They were, you know, this was not easy. This wasn't good for them, but it sure was good for the whales. And, you know, with progress, the slaughter stops. Now the perfect, uh, it shouldn't be the enemy of the good. Fossil fuels, as we've learned, have their own downside. It's certainly a better outcome than um, if you're a whale, it's better to, to be burning fossil fuels and the incandescent light bulbs. Certainly, if we can power it by hydro and other means and hopefully eventually solar, um, certainly looks like a better outcome. But so, you know, lab-grown diamonds still take energy to produce. That doesn't make them bad. It just makes them like everything else in life, not perfect. Okay. So... We we end this. Um, we end this now. But so so um, just want to ask a final question around um, the longevity of, of lab grown you know diamonds. Um, I think that what you just said was excellently you know um, put. But you know, are they exactly? Would they you know? Do they do, uh, you know, they say diamonds last forever? Would they last forever? Oh yes, these are chemically. Optically and gemologically a diamond. Don't take my word for it. The FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission here in the United States, uh, made it very clear that these are actually a diamond. And uh, they, they had to rule because De Beers and the mining interests were out there trying to get them to say, no, it's not a diamond. They said, hell no, it's a diamond. In every respect, it's a diamond. It's a diamond of different provenance. Mm. Yes. So there is you're, you're up against you know, a lot of big, big, um, you know, big players out there. 
Well, you know, I'm sure that's how Thomas Edison felt when the whalers came looking for him. Absolutely. I'm on, I'm on the right side of history. And that's Absolutely. where I want to be. I always want to be on the right side of history. Alexander, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, you know, um, having you on the show. Um, but before I let you go, um, if, you know, um, viewers wanted to follow, um, you know, um, Clean Origin, um, how uh, you have a website, which is cleanorigin.com. Um, what, what, what are the social media, you know, platforms are you active on? Um, uh, we're active on Facebook. Um, and that's really just about it for now. We're still getting this thing together. Frankly, we are, uh, we are struggling to keep it all together. I am on Reddit personally, cause I want to stay close to the customers. You can find us there. And, um, and for me, that's an important way to maintain my empathetic touch with, uh, the people who I work for every day. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's, it, was, it was amazing. Um, it was amazing, you know, um, having you. Kenley, I so enjoyed being on the show. Thanks for having me, and thanks for being on the right side of history. <laughs> Cheers. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X E-Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.